Hi, it's Cara here from The Sleep Method. Welcome to The Last in Our Series. This is the last episode of Series 1 and it's been such a pleasure to put this together. And I was really nervous about it. I didn't think anyone would listen. But the fact that you have is amazing and the fact that I get messages saying how helpful they are and the fact that you love that they're short because, again, I think that was the bit I was most nervous about. You see so many podcast episodes that are like 40 minutes long, an hour long. And these are like 10, 15 minutes max, um, purely because I know what it's like trying to listen to a podcast and I find it much easier to listen to one within 10 minutes myself. So I kind of, um, I, I looked at myself and thought, yes, I think that's what people would like. So I'm glad that you you do. Um, and I definitely will be back with another series. So you're going to have to let me know what you would like to hear. Um, but today I really want to talk to you about why sleep regresses and I know we talk about sleep regressions but actually in our mind as sleep coaches sleep regressions we kind of we have two we have two types we have one that's related to naps and then we have the rest of the reasons that sleep regresses and I think we get into a place sometimes as parents where we kind of assume it's all to do with food and how we get our babies to sleep and that is you know that is a factor you know if babies are hungry or they are relying on a certain way of getting back to sleep that can start to hinder sleep. But there are so many other reasons that sleep regresses. And it might be that your baby does sleep really well and then they go through spells where they don't. And that can throw you off massively. It used to throw me off. And especially in the first couple of years of life where everything just feels chaotic at the best of times and you just get settled and then things change again. So today we're looking at the reasons sleep regress sort of in a much bigger form than just naps so yeah for sure when naps drop and we lose a nap sleep can very often regress because babies are trying to manage longer wake windows and so they get more overtired and when we have an overtired baby we get a lot more sleep regressions so for sleep to regress what we mean by that is for it to become worse or go backwards um so the four-month sleep regression which we spoke about I don't really see that one we sorry, we spoke about that one in another episode. Um, I just finish half of my sentences and assume that you know exactly what I mean. I do it to my husband all the time and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so I've got to be careful not to do that to you guys as well. Um, sorry. But um, anyway, I've lost my train of thought. Yeah, the four months deep regression, we don't really see that as a regression. We see it more as a transformation. Um, but other nap progressions can definitely really end up resulting in sort of overtired children, overtired babies who can't quite make the wake windows. But today, as I said, we're going to talk about other reasons that sleep regress. So we're not, we're going to park naps. Um, we kind of just know that sleep will regress around nap times when they start dropping naps and their wake windows get longer. So when I'm looking at sleep regressions in a bigger sense, we look at so many different things. So when we're training our students, we are looking at an, arrange, an array sorry, of developmental issues. We're looking at the home life. We look at medical considerations and we look at physical development. So within de development, we look at physical development. We look at cognitive. We look at emotional. There's so many different. We look at fine motor skills. All these different things can impact sleep and cause sleep to regress and that's just one tiny little bit then we look at medical considerations and within medical considerations there are so many different reasons that sleep can regress now I am not in any way able to offer you medical advice and I would never do that anyway so if there's anything though that you think mm, actually 
that doesn't sound right. Go to your GP, speak to your health visitor, get some help. And it can be really hard to get help right now, especially with the pandemic and everything else that's been going on with Christmas. But definitely, definitely go and get help if you think there's something medically there that could be holding sleep back. So when we look at, let's break it down and look at sort of development. We'll look at um, how that can impact sleep. And we see this more commonly around the nine to 12 month mark and beyond. So toddlers, they've got so much also going on. And at each age, we are looking at different developmental milestones. So we've got things like crawling, walking, pulling ourselves up, sitting up, smiling, um, We've got the way that our children pick things up, our fine motor skills, and we've also got word explosion. These are just some things, all of which will impact sleep. So if you have got a baby or a toddler right now who suddenly isn't sleeping very well, but you notice that they are trying to pick things up or they are smiling more or they're talking more or they're trying to pull themselves up, that will massively impact sleep because it's it's like when we're stressed the best way that I can explain it is me personally when I'm stressed I really struggle to unwind and I really struggle to sleep and I get more and more overtired as the weeks go on and then I then I kind of crash and burn out that's what kind of happens for our babies when they are going through any sort of development it's all consuming it's on their mind as soon as they get into their cot, it's a really safe, squishy place for them to practice something safely. So they like to practice a lot. It's harder for them to switch off. If we aren't really careful in monitoring wake windows, it, we can get them to a place where they get really overtired really quickly. And there's not much you can and can't do about it. It kind of goes with the development they're in. And some children will develop and you won't even know. Like you, you might not even know that there's been any development going on until they do it because it doesn't impact sleep but for most babies I would say in my experience and I've seen a lot most are impacted by development in some way or another so whether it be the physical or the verbal there is a lot there that can really hinder sleep and we kind of forget about it we kind of assume the reason our baby's not sleeping is because either they're hungry or they're being rocked to sleep and it just they are both two very valid things perhaps but they they're not the be all and end all of why your baby's sleep might have gone out the window so not only do we have development that can impact sleep but we have medical considerations and this is something that we train our students to spot so our, our students are trained to understand and know like everything from sleep apnea to restless leg syndrome to cow's milk protein allergy to um the basic understanding of teething. I think teething is so misunderstood. So when we look at medical considerations, we are looking at things like digestive issues. We're looking at things like intolerances. We are looking at any discomfort in a baby that causes them to wake more frequently at night. Because what we do see is babies who have any digestive discomfort, so something like cow's milk protein allergy, we notice that they have more frequent night wakings in the early part of the morning, so between two and four. And what can happen if undiagnosed, any sort of um, digestive issue or allergy, they can cause more frequent night wakings. And then you have children and babies who develop much shorter sleep cycles. So they wake up after every sleep cycle more because it's just, it's discomfort. And when I talk about digestive issues, I'm talking about things like bloating, constipation, diarrhea all these really glamorous things but for a baby they can be so so painful if you imagine their tummies are so little are so little um it can be it can be really painful for them and quite often getting those medical considerations resolved 
can transform sleep. And you don't need to go through a sleep coach, for example, but sleep coaches are great at understanding the basics of these medical considerations and knowing to refer you on and telling you, you know, that doesn't sound normal. Let's like, let's get you some help or go to your GP. And I think we so often just think of some really basic stuff, why sleep has gone out the window. So we've got medical considerations, we've got developmental, but lifestyle plays a huge part actually. And one of my best friends messaged me the other day and she said her daughter's sleep has kind of gone out the window. But she also said in the same message, they just got back from a holiday and they were now at her brother's for Christmas. And for me, I would fully expect sleep to go out the window after a holiday. Um, It's more common for it to take a while to settle back down than for them to just sort of slip back into their routine at home. And when we also look at lifestyle, we're looking at things like families, uh, rowing, divorce, holidays, sleeping in different um, environments. All of that can play a really big part in sleep regression. And we notice those children who maybe come from families who have split up they have two routines and it can be really impossible for them to to feel settled, especially at a young age, depending how many days they're at one house and how many days they're at another. All these things can contribute towards um, sleep regressing. My daughter, for example, has just started a new school today. Starting a school is a huge, huge thing, even though she's super confident that will probably cause her sleep to change slightly. Whether it regresses, I don't know. Whether she becomes extra overtired and I have to bring bedtime forward. Um, So when we have sleep regressions, if they are medical, we can do very little as sleep coaches other than tell you to go and see a GP. I would totally recommend though that you log everything. So especially if you think it could be food related, log everything your little one's eating and go to your doctor with a, a great long list and sort of symptoms after they've eaten. It really helps them out and it's kind of going to get you answers quicker because they'll know to refer you on. They'll be able to sort you out much more quickly I think if you can go to them with as much information as possible um so that's medical when we look at developmental and we look at lifestyle um and big changes in your child or your toddler or your baby's life we are looking at making them feel safe and secure and we are looking at maximizing um the amount of sleep they can get so that they we reduce the chance of them getting overtired That is especially true for development. So if you think that your little one's going through a developmental milestone of any form, um, I would say that you need to really tighten the uh, the drawstrings on those wake windows. Don't let them go over them too much and bring bedtime forward. So you can really maximize the amount of sleep they're getting because all that development will zap their energy. It will absorb all of their their time and their effort and they will be really overtired and it's often that overtiredness that then causes sleep to regress so a sleep regression is really as a result of something else and often it although they might be developing it's actually because they're getting overtired through developing that causes them to wake more frequently and for sleep to regress so we want to maximize sleep as much as we, we can. And we do that by bringing bedtime forward and possibly reducing some of those wake windows down, depending on how old your little one is. If it's a child, you know, they might only have bedtime so we can bring bedtime forward. With, with our older children, especially 
So with babies and toddlers, we don't see so much emotional upset. There might be some separation anxiety that can cause sleep to regress, but we see it more with our children that we work with and our older toddlers. Um, And that is when they start school, they're making friends, um, they're much more aware of family life, whether it be happy or a bit unsettled. And that's when we want to be looking at ways to make children feel secure around sleep. And that's something that I work on a lot with clients who have children that come to me. We work on emotional connection and security. Those two things are really key for children's sleep. And it, if they can feel secure and happy and we can get their bedtime earlier and we can look at their nutrition and their lifestyle and what they're, what they're consuming in a day, if we can get on top of things like that, actually, that can be really, really useful and transformative for ch- child's sleep. For our toddlers and our babies, the majority of what we see is actually to do with development, a lot of rapid development. And, you know, what I find really interesting is out of the clients I've had and I've worked with, those that tell me that their children or their babies, shall I say, um, hit their developmental milestones early, you know, we do see a huge link with their sleep regressing early. And they are often the children whose naps drop earlier as well. So when we have when we've got our average development, that's great. We kind of just expect things to tick along as normal. But early development, I do see naps dropping earlier. And I also see sleep regressions hitting earlier. And with late development, again, it kind of works the other way. We see naps dropping later than average. And we also um, we also see... I've totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> we also see... Um, so we see naps later and we also see sleep regressions happening later i'm sorry it's it's an early tuesday morning it's my first day back at work you're gonna have to forgive me um <laughs> oh my gosh i'm a loony um so i do hope that this gives you a really good idea on why sleep regresses and if you are in the throes right now of your child or your baby sleep regressing and you're not really sure why know that it's probably not you it's probably something that's going on in their life right now and it might be I used to notice with my children I didn't really know why their sleep was all over the place until they started doing something new and I was like ah okay that's why you weren't sleeping very well and um, I don't think we get any better at that even with all the information we have we sometimes we just need to look in hindsight and go yeah okay that's that's what was going on fine Um, but it's definitely not always to do with hunger and it's definitely not always to do with how they fall asleep I want you to know that it's there's so much more to it than meets the eye so if you have any questions on this um let me know best way to get hold of me is probably on Instagram so head to the sleep method UK and all I can say is thank you so much for listening to this series and I will be back soon with series two whatever that looks like and I hope wherever you're listening whether it be day or night I hope you have a great day